Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto-Casper here with our series of podcasts based on our new book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Weekends. It's a book dedicated to letting loose in the kitchen over the weekend, two days a week. My co-author and partner in crime, producer Sally Swift, is here as well. Hey, everyone. You know, we're doing these podcasts to help push you into some new places and new ways of thinking about your life in the kitchen. Um, You know, one of the things I bet you don't expect to find in a cookbook is a dissertation. Uh, Well, guess what? Due to Lynn's obsessive nature, we have one, and it's on beef stew. She's tried to soften it by calling it a beef stew caper, but it's not really a caper. It's really quite the dissertation. I, I had advice from my doctor advisor <laughs> on this and move forward from there. But, but okay, but here's where it comes from. If you are going to go to the effort of making a beef stew, you want to make a great one. And in all the years I've been cooking, and I will never admit how many, I have nailed it all too few times. So I started looking at what really makes mm-hmm. a great beef stew? I just wiped away everything I had assumed, and then I started scanning. So I went to food scientist Harold McGee, British chef Hugh Fernley Whittingsall. That would wrote, be Hugh Fernley. I'm sorry. It's you. And if you cannot pronounce <laughs> it correctly, you have a problem. All right. Hugh Fernley Whittingsall did an incredible dissertation, believe it or not, on beef stew in one of his cookbooks. And then there were all these old French cookbooks. So what did you finally figure out? Okay, here's how it breaks down. There are steps, all right? The meat. Do not buy what the recipe tells you to buy. You don't want meat like chuck, cut from the shoulder, right, with a lot of white marbling in it. That's fat. You want meat with a lot of collagen in it. And Which, where does that come from? So. Collagen comes from the legs of okay. the animal. And where fat is usually in streaks, mm-hmm. collagen is always curlicue. Mm-hmm. So you look for white curlicues and you're there. But, but what, So what cuts would we be looking for? You'd be looking for something called soup meat, something called shin, or something called shank so or leg. We're talking cheap cuts of meat We're here. talking super cheap. And the idea, too, is because these always come from round bones that have marrow in the center and marrow equals flavor, it's not a bad idea to get the bone okay. as well. Okay. And you can go to a supermarket even, and you can ask for a whole shin or leg and ask them to cut it in like one inch lengths and cut it even down the middle if you want. And then you can take it from there. Okay. All right. So what is the be all to end all? What do we have to deal with when we think okay. about flavoring? Well, with flavoring, here's the deal. Forget about this idea of you marinate it in red wine the day before and then you cook it. It doesn't do a thing. What you really want to do is you want to marinate that stew after it's cooked. You know how we always hear about stews are better the second day? Right. Well, yeah, that's when they absorb the flavor. So forget the initial marinade, but plan to do it a day or two ahead. Does this sound like a gift to a cook? Yes, it is. And you let it just sit in its own juices. And then what are you flavoring the actual stew with? What did you discover the master recipe to be? The master, okay, the master recipe is this. You need bones, Mm -hmm. okay, those marrow bones are great. And you also need some pork fat. And I get fat back and I just rinse off the salt. Mm -hmm. That pork skin, Mm -hmm. along with the collagen, gives that wonderful silky quality to the sauce. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about a lot of fat in the sauce because the way I'm going to tell you you have to cook it is going to make it easy to skim it off at the end of cooking. So the big step after you've decided not to marinate it is 
to brown everything really well. And the lazy man's way to do this is you take all of those bones, and you can even do this with the vegetables. You put them in a really hot oven on a, you know, a, a sheet, mm-hmm. and you brown them. And that's going to that's be, what you're adding to the pot. Right. And then you slowly brown the chunks of meat. You want to get them really crusty. All of that goes into the pot. And then the next trick, and this is really important. In fact, this British chef was very funny. You never boil the meat. And he he made a comment. He said, you will boil the meat the first time you do this. (laughs) And when you do, well, you will know why your stew is a disaster. (laughs) But, But you know how you've had stews where you can't figure out why the meat is so dry when it's cooked in liquid? Right. The meat's overcooked. Never let your stew... When you use an instant thermometer, get above 160 degrees. So you're talking like bubble, bubble, bubble. Too fast. Really? Yeah, yeah. You start it on top of the stove, just getting it very hot. You put it uncovered into a 250-degree oven, okay? You bring the temperature up gradually. I use the instant reading thermometer in the liquid and then in the meat, and you bring it up gradually. I knock it down, believe it or not, to 175. Wow. And you just let her go until the meat internally is 160. And if you can hold the meat at 160 for about a half hour or so, it's done. And then you pull it and you refrigerate it. You refrigerate it in those juices. You pull off all of the fat a day or two later. Get the meat out because you don't want to cook it anymore. And now boil down all of that sauce until it's really intense. Put the meat back in. And I have to tell you something. The first time I did this, and I'm not, this is not quick and easy. This is weekend. This is weekend food. We had a bunch of guests at the table. And one of them, the comment was, please do not put this in a book. Nobody else deserves to eat this. Talk about How feeling. do you beat that? Yeah, I know. But I mean, talk about, you know, I had done my 80-minute dissertation, and they they were cross-eyed with boredom, but when they started eating, <laughs> they loved it. Thank you, Dr. Casper. You're more than welcome, Madam Swift. For a more detailed guide to the things you hear here and more recipes, including that recipe for beef stew, <laughs> take a look at our book, How to Eat Weekends. You'll find information at SplendidTable.org. Take care. You have a great weekend. <laughs>